بسمعتش يا غايب حدودة حتتنا عن قلبي كان هايب من حلوة حتتنا هايب لكن طمعان يا حرام يا حرام على البرارو شبعان لكن عطشان البرارو مطن على بارو مجنون حبيب والهان أموف وقال Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 16th uh, Youssef uh, Shaheen uh, podcast. Today we're talking about the sixth day, the sixième jour, uh, which is another Franco-Egyptian uh, co-production. Uh, uh, this one from 1986, uh, starring uh, Mohsen Mohyeddin, which we've now seen in several of his films, but more importantly the great legendary Dali Da. Uh, so what did you think of it, Richard? I, I, th I thought it was incredible. It was an amazing film. And uh, I'm choosing to regard this as the third film in the Alexandria trilogy because I preferred it to Alexandria again and forever. <laughs> <laughs> so to me, I'm like one of these people that doesn't believe in the Star Wars sequels. I, I'm like, no, this, this is the final film of the trilogy. And also, I think we need to rename this. This is the fourth Mose Mahaydin podcast, not the 16th <laughs> podcast. That's how I feel about this film. No, I, th I thought it was amazing. Uh -huh. Amazing film. Uh, so, so why? I mean, well, actually, we should start by telling the story a little bit. Yeah, and then maybe discussing the themes, and then you know why it, why it, it it's so good. Yeah, it's so it's set in uh, in Egypt um, around World War Two. I think it's just at, around around the same time as Alexandria. Why is set perhaps a bit later. Um, there's there's a cholera epidemic, um, so we, which made this feel very contemporary. And we'll yes. talk about this. Um, so there's a cholera epidemic. Dalida plays this this mother who's visited her hometown. She then comes back and the cholera outbreak is raging. She has this disabled husband and a son. Um, the na your neighbors are shopping each other for being ill and they're being taken off to hospital. Or, well, they say hospital, it's more like an internment camp. Uh, meanwhile, Moses Mahaydin turns up. He's this... Um, kind of itinerant um, street entertainer, yes. I guess, with a performing monkey. Um, and he's a bit of a pest. He hangs around. Uh, but then the husband is taken out of the picture and the son gets ill. And then you get this kind of semi-love affair between uh, between Delida and Moza Mahayim, yes. um, which, uh, and given we just told you there's a cholera epidemic, you can probably guess doesn't end that way but, you know, <laughs> but it's it's and it's and oh, by, oh and by the way it's a musical yes <laughs> well actually the film is wonderful because it begins that way doesn't it so mm. uh the uh mohsen mohidin character is completely in love with gene kelly at the at the cinema and he's and he's seen the pirate dozens of times uh and dalida is also somebody who's in love with the cinema and has seen a melodrama called The Sacrifices called, uh, of a Mother. A, mother, a Mother's Sacrifice yeah. or something, yes. <laughs> So, in a way, there you have the kind of the generic hybridity of the film, but also mm. what tells you quite a lot about these characters, right? You know, yeah. one. And the cinema manager played by Shaheen. And the cinema manager is played by Shaheen, which I wanted 
you know, to introduce each of these in a way as a kind of a, mm. you know, a recurring tropes in Shaheen's cinema. This is yet another mm. film in which Shaheen appears uh, in very telling ways. Yeah, so he's an outsider, he's a Palestinian, uh, and he's the cinema manager. Yeah. Mm. Which film was it? There was one of the other films where there was a cinema. Was that Return of the Prodigal Son? Oh, there's been cinemas in, in so many of but them. The, where, where there was a, an old cinema. Um, Alexandria and, and was Y was one of them. No, the, the cinema and the, and the clown and the little boy who were like hawkers getting people into the cinema. Oh, that was the high school musical. What was it called? The Return of the Prodigal Son. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's the one where the errant member of the family the, pro the one where the prodigal member of the family returns home what's that one called? <laughs> return of the prodigal son hurrah <laughs> 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 uh, we'll get there uh, so you know one begins to see all this recurring imagery uh, mm. you know recurring characters recurring performers right you are very much now in a Yusef Shaheen world yeah and the, 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 the most amazing thing I thought in that bit was the recurrence of that image from Alexandria Y with the soldier being kidnapped. Yes. But so but this time by a woman. Yeah. So a firstly a British soldier who looks you you only really see from the back, but does look very much like Jerry Sunquist from Alexandria Y is kidnapped and dragged into a car by these two rich Egyptian women and taken off to presumably a fate worse than death. <laughs> um, and Moses Mahidin who playing this 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 street performer thinks well i i'd quite i quite fancy a bit of that <laughs> so the it's the amazing thing is he he then goes around to see the leader saying have you got any hair dye and he dyes his hair blonde dresses himself so essentially he dyes his hair and dresses himself so he looks like jerry sunquist from alexandria right. y in order to try and get kidnapped by the two rich women who then refuse to kidnap him and he then gets beaten up by what looked like the three teenage Yosef Shaheen's three school friends <laughs> from Alexandria Y. I mean, it's, it's just a, a, a sort of weird self-referential yes. thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you really are in a Yusef Shaheen world and kind of, you know, unlucky you if you don't know it, really, because, you know, part of the pleasure now of watching these films, I mean, we are now on the 16th film or the 15th film, mm. um, is to see how these things recur and line up, right? Um I mean, the British invasion uh, or British colonialism is one of the factors. Cinema is another factor. So many of the scenes take place in the water and the Nile. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, they're very much also about Cairo and the people of Cairo and neighborhoods in Cairo and performing. Yeah. Uh, you know. and, and also about people traveling from Alexandria to Cairo and back. And back, yes. Which happens here again. Yes. Um, um, so, um, I mean, for our present interest, it's very important that, um, you know, this film has as its setting a cholera epidemic because that's where the film gets its title, right? If you mm. survive onto the sixth day, you survive the, the... If you get infected and survive to the sixth day, you survive mm. uh, the pandemic. So this, uh, the film actually takes place in just over six days, really. Mm. Um, and, uh, well, we won't reveal uh, what happens at the end. But one of the things that I found very interesting, so Richard sent me this link, which is an interview with Serge Danet uh, from uh, uh, Cahiers de Cinema. Uh, but it's a podcast, Talking to Dalida, 
about psychiatry and um, in which Dalida talks about how she got involved in the film. For those of you who don't know, uh, and you know, most British people, indeed American people won't know, but Dalida was one of the most uh, popular singers in the world uh, mm -hmm. uh, from about 1953, uh, you know, till I, I, I forget exactly when um, she tragically committed suicide. 1987, six, six months after this film. Okay, six months after this film. Can you imagine? Mm. So, um, but during this period, for over 30 years, you know, she was just one of the best-selling singers in the world. She had, you know, kind of dozens of top 10 hits, like in Belgium, in Italy, in Egypt, in Canada. It's, yeah. It, it's, it's a really interesting phenomenon that these, these in general, these kind of French... I guess you call them chansonniers is, is the term, I guess, but yeah, they, they're generally just completely unknown in, in, in Britain, in, in Anglophone countries in yeah. general. They're, they're, uh, they're, it's just a genre that doesn't play here. You know? They're often unknown outside their own country as well, but what's interesting mm. about Dalida is, you know, I mean, she was an Egyptian of Italian descent who then went and made her career in France, and partly as a result of that history, you know, she sang in many languages, and really she was a top uh, selling recording artists in all of these countries and even countries mm. that you think would have no link to her like Germany right kind mm. of uh, you know so so it's a very interesting thing she really is one of the most uh, famous singers in the world just not in the English-speaking world <laughs> yeah it's interesting and I found a, there's a, a BBC podcast which I, I've sent you a link to which also we can put on the blog and, and it it's actually very good which essentially has its starting point as a music journalist saying I've been a music journalist for 30 years and I had never heard of this person who was the biggest selling female recording artist yes. you know for years and, it, and it's very interesting about her impact about her importance and, and he, he interviews people who knew her he interviews her family he interviews uh, Petula Clark who who obviously was, was a singer in the 60s in France at the same time and, and uh, yes a very very interesting piece that, that will help because yeah, I, I have to admit I had I, I had never heard of this woman I, so I watched the film and then looked her up on Wikipedia and I was like what oh my god you know it's like <laughs> well you know I kind of grew up with her you know she was uh, yeah. you know I grew up in Quebec and we watched French television obviously she was on the telly all the time mm. or on chart shows or whatever and in fact there's uh, uh, on YouTube there's excerpts of her concert in Montreal at Place des Arts, mm. and I was there. So you know when they were showing the footage, I kept looking for myself. Oh, it's an <laughs> audience shot. You have to freeze frame. The other thing, of course, is she was she was and remains a huge gay icon. Yeah, she was a yeah a real. That's covered it. There's a really funny story in the in the the BBC podcast. They interviewed this one of her British fans, who's this guy who I guess is probably about the same age as we are. Um, and he first became aware of Delida when he was on a camping holiday. He was ten years old, with his uh, with his with his mum and his sister. And that song is it the one I found actually Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yes. whatever it's called, the disco song was on the radio the whole time. <laughs> and so he took he took himself off to the local record shop and, and like pointed at I want I want that one. And then it's amazing. The rest of the holiday dancing around as he as he said dancing around the campsite and, it, and camp is the operative word as he mm. says because it, it but but yeah it, it's it's um yeah it's it's fascinating and she and she's great in the film she's really yes good. I I I it's a, it's one of the few films 
in which Shaheen has a, a big female star. Yeah, so we began with the blazing sun and, mm. you know, dark waters. And we talked about Fatim Hamima. Hamama. You know, how wonderful she was in all of those films. And actually, we haven't had a presence like that. I guess it was, the only other one was uh, Jamila. Yes. Where, where it was produced by, by Mac. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, this is, this is very interesting to have like a, an iconic star uh, in the lead in a film. And her face is used very iconically, isn't it? You know, she's got, mm. she's got kind of a harsh look. She looks a bit like Nefertiti or how you imagine. There's, the, my favorite line in the whole film is when there's an exchange between her and Mosin Mahadin and she says, how old are you? And he says, I'm 26, how about you? And she says, I'm 47, but with the wear of time, I'm 83. <laughs> Such a diva. <laughs> and then he, and, then he, and the, the, the English subtitles then translate him saying, oh, don't be such a drama oh. queen, which I'm sure is not what he actually says, but it's kind of... Yeah. My favorite moment is, and it's a, tr a real star moment, is when he performs that hybrid of singing in the rain and the pirates, mm. you know, those two great Gene Kelly moments yeah. from different films. And, you know, he goes back to where she's watching and catches her with her handkerchief off, doing like that Rita Hayworth shake of the hair, right? <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, you know, you, you've seen me, the serious actress, but now here's Dali Da. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I thought the, the song and dance scenes in this were really good. Unlike, um, or much better at any rate than Alexander, than Alexander again and forever. I have I mixed think. feelings, you know. I have mixed feelings about the numbers, and actually I have mixed feelings about Mohsen Mohyeddin as well. Right, because I've really grown to love him, actually. But all the things that I feel I praise them for in Adieu Bonaparte, that kind of aliveness, you know, and so on, mm. I, I don't think he's quite got that here, really. Yeah. Um, so, and, mm. you know, and I'm not sure why, um, but I thought there was like a, a kind of a spark missing, really. Even, well... We know that some spark had <laughs> started to fade in some way. We don't know the details, but but you, I mean, who know? You know, seriously, who knows? Because you've got the three main people: you've got Shaheen, you've got Dalida, you've got Mosin. We, I know that I, I saw a reference that Dalida had and Shaheen had been friends for thirty, 30 years. Yeah. I don't know if she talks about that in, in yeah, the podcast. Um, yeah. Um, Obviously, Muslim and 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 Shaheen had had this working relationship. We assume, given this was the last film he made with Shaheen, that and the, and the film following this was the one where Shaheen is really quite apparently quite well quite bitter about a character that appears to be yes. Mosen. Um So you assume something went wrong. The leader died six months later. Um, Killed them all. You know, <laughs> but, well, you 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 know. I assume it must have been. I mean, who knows what the atmosphere was like on that set? Well, um, we could, I'm sure, I, I I'm sure I, I we will be able to find out at some point. But, but I don't know, because, you know, certainly from hearing the interview with Sash Dane, um, you know, she's full of praise for Shaheen and what an artist and mm, how he helped mm. her. And, you know, and she obviously seems very pleased with her own performance. And also she's not overly concerned with the success of the film because she says, 
you know, Shaheen's films get rediscovered. I, you know, in, often in their release in France, they're not big hits, you know, but then kind of it's films that people talk about and want to return to and get reprogrammed, right? And, you know, yeah. she's very aware yeah. of all of those factors. So, yeah. so I don't know. I mean, I think she's completely arresting looking. Um, mm. I think, I think it's the only one she says in that uh, podcast, and I think she's right, that, you know, Shaheen often has interesting women in his films, but they're rarely the center of his films. Whereas actually this one, she is the center of the film, and it has to do about concerns with being a woman. It's a real woman's film, yeah, and, and it's a real kind of woman's melodrama. I Unlike yeah. Jamila, which, you know, the concern there is how to be a revolutionary or about Egyptian, uh, sorry, about Algerian independence, you know. Mm. It's interesting that she's a woman and she's definitely the central character, you know. She's a woman and she's a mother and this is the key thing. She's trying to, you know, the, 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 the driver of the plot is her trying to protect her yes, son in this, and initially her husband. In, 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 the, in the sixth day. Um, so, so I think that's interesting, yeah, because yeah. as soon as she said it, I thought, it's true, really. Yeah, like, you know, he always has very interesting female characters, often very mm. many of them, in fact, in one film. But the central drive is always attributed to some man, yeah? Uh, yeah. So I think this yeah. is, uh, so far, a very distinctive uh, film uh, in Shaheen's uh, oeuvre. <laughs> and it's and it's based on a novel, which um, I think a lot of the recent films we've seen have been based on his his own ideas. Yeah. But this this is the, the this is you know the film of the famous book, which obviously neither of us have read. No, um, <laughs> neither neither of us have read it. But actually, it's amazing how typically typical a Shaheen film it also is. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. But it kind of felt to me it felt it was. A really interesting amalgam both of the style of the Alexandria trilogy with the, the song and dance numbers and the references to cinema but also harking back to those earlier melodramas yes. um, with all the emotion and the drama and, and the... well it's very transgressive because one of the things about um, the Dalida character whom I now can't remember the character's name um, but um, the Dalida character you're told uh, has had her life made miserable by her husband, who immediately, mm. upon marrying her a year after, wanted to take on a second wife, which would have been a complete humiliation for her. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, and subsequently, kind of, she's been made to feel that all the failings in the relationship are somehow her own. Whereas by the end of the film, she realizes that actually it's the husband, you know, who was impotent and, you know, <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't her failures as yeah. a woman, it was his failures. Um, so, so the film... And I like that, that with, you know, without going into what happens at the end, but she, you know, she kind of, I think, at the end, she's sort of walking away into a... A, a future. Fu a strong future, you know, that was the impression I got of what was happening. Yes. Um, so, um, you know, you have, like, this this very strong, capable woman who's maintaining her whole family, you know, because he is now incapacitated. Yeah, he can't move from mm. his chair. Uh, so she's supporting the whole family, whilst all he does is look longingly 
at the cafe owner next door, <laughs> yeah. whom, who is the woman he plans to uh, discard the leader with mm. or shame the leader with by taking on as a, yeah. second, as a second wife. Uh, so I think all of those things are, are really, you know, interesting and unusual because, you know, the film is about a woman's plight and a woman's fulfillment and a woman's self-realization. It's about a mother's sacrifice, just like the film that the leader likes watching. <laughs> but, but it is and it isn't, because the interesting thing about this film is that it goes beyond the sun to actually mm. self-actualization, not through the sun, but on her own. Yeah, not mm. through the sun, not through a man, but on her own. Yeah. So, yeah, so I yeah. think, you know, in that sense, in that sense, the film can't be faulted. So, I, I mean... I don't feel as enthusiastically as you do, right? So for me, it's a film in which all of the things that I love about Shaheen are there. Uh, you can tell how they've all been thought through and purposeful. Mm. Like, you know, what I've just been telling about the plot and how it's handled is an example of that. Uh, and of course, there's, you know, there's Dalida, whom I love. Uh, um, and actually, I also love uh, Mohyeddin. But I, 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 I was often, um, whilst appreciating, you know, things like compositions or look how the camera is moving or, you know, look how this number has been conceptualized. There still seems to be a gap between the conceptualization and the technical skills and what you end up with, which I felt was a bit lacking in spark or life or... Yeah, mm. I mean, that's just, that's my view. But for example, much yeah. as I like the musical numbers in Mohyadin, again, I think, you know, I wish they'd been a bit better, right? Like, you know, the movements are all wrong. I Yeah, I mean, I thought, as I said, I thought they were a lot better than the numbers in Alexandria again and forever. Yes, um, they are. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and, and I thought he was, he was a lot better than, than the guy who plays him in this Alexandria again and forever. I mean, he does a dance scene with a. With, yeah, he successfully does a dance scene at the beginning, with a trained monkey, and a bunch of very small children, which yes. is quite yeah, no mean feat, frankly. Um, but but yeah, I, I thought yeah, I mean, it's not yeah, it's not it's not a perfect film. We 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 should mention how how people can see this film. Yes, because it's not on Netflix. Um, it is available on a was it a French DVD? That I, I I bought this very hugely expensive DVD from France, which actually I was very disappointed with, and I don't have it with me. Otherwise, I'd mention the company's name uh, because it actually looks like something made out of a D, uh, out of a VHS. Yeah. Yeah. So so actually, part of the sadness of watching this film is that there are traces of how beautifully photographed it is, right? You, yeah. you know, you can see that it has been beautifully photographed. But actually what you're seeing is not beautiful. It's like a kind of a degraded, you know, copy of a copy, it looks like. Yeah, so I, I watched it. it. It's on YouTube. Um, it's on YouTube split into seven parts, but you can watch it via a playlist and you get the whole thing. And it's got it. There are sort of fan fan-made English subtitles by, I guess, by a Deluda fan, so I'd like to thank that Deluda fan for having done that, made it accessible to me, that was great. Um, the, the only problem with watching it that way is section three suddenly gets a big wad of text in the middle for about five minutes, and that's a bit annoying, but it's perfectly watchable. But I did then find, and I'm quite, given that there's a, 
you we've actually paid for an official dvd and it was shit um, i'm quite happy to say that it is available in very good quality on another uh, popular video sharing website and you just have to search for it i'm not going to name it <laughs> <laughs> but but it's a video site that is okay okay yeah <laughs> let's just say it's okay um, and, you know well you can cut that out if you want <laughs> no no I'll, i'm happy to leave these things on um so so i thought oh sorry sorry and i should i should say the ver that that high quality version has no subtitles but you can find english subtitles online and then you can you know do do what you do and watch the thing with with english subtitles it's still yes I mean, um, you know, I think my thing as a film scholar and a film fan is I want as many people to see these films as possible. You know, mm. if distributors are too lazy or stupid or uncaring not to make these films available in this country, well, it's like, you know, wake up and smell the coffee, right? Like, too bad, yep. right? Like, uh, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. but uh, I highly encourage people to see them uh, and, and yeah. to see them in the best form possible. Um, because so, Shaheen repays viewing it in the best form. Yeah, yeah, de definitely. And I think now, now in fact, because the, yeah, the, so the YouTube version wasn't amazing quality and I now have a better quality version. I, I think I will watch it again. The, the other thing I wanted to talk about was the, yeah, the resonances of the, the whole lockdown thing yes. there and, and now. And I'm kind of glad I didn't watch this film like early on in lockdown because I think I might have found it just like too much. But it, it, it is quite interesting watching it now from from the perspective of being you know, in, the, in the well, hopefully not in the middle, you know, towards the tail end of the of, of the pandemic. Um, but you've got this 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 cholera epidemic going on. The first thing you know is you know there's like a curfew. People are confined to their homes. Um, so basically they're in lockdown. She's had permission to travel to her home village village for a, for a funeral, I think. Yes, for her sister's uh, funeral. Uh, and, and, and actually, that's also very moving because, you know, she talks about how, you know, half of the people in her village had died. Right. Mm. And they tended to be old. So actually, she didn't know anybody because none of, you know, she didn't know any of the young people. Right. Yeah. So again, she again, you know, look at the look at the demographics of of, of, of most of the deaths deaths in, in, in this pandemic. It's similar. And then she so so the, the lockdown is there. There are. Clearly, if you, if you have an ill person in the house, you are supposed to report it in, in this in this in, in the cholera epidemic. There are people being being you know reported on by their neighbours, even if they're not ill, just because their neighbours don't like them. No, it's and it's more getting invaded it's more by the interesting and knowing than that, because also there is how do you call it when you put money? There there there's a um, mm. uh, a bribe. No, it's you know it's like wanted. It's a, there's a reward. So if you if you yeah. shop your neighbours. You get X amount of money for each person you shop, and also mm. a medal of honor from the council or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so, so yeah. actually, the, the pandemic is bringing the worst in people in the sixth day. Yeah, and there's a really, there's a really good joke in that that somebody has, this guy has has got his, his cash he's been given for shopping one of his neighbors, and. Uh, I think it's Moses Mahadeen says, "Oh, well, I'm not going near you. That's going to be infected." He says, "What, what do you mean?" And he's, he just says, "Well, where, where do you think they get that cash from? They get the cash out of the pockets of the people <laughs> that are infected." <laughs> and he then throws the money away. Um, so you've got that. Then you've got, you know, somebody gets dragged off to hospital, and it's everyone's being told no, no visitors are allowed in the hospital. You know, you and then you see scenes in and it's not really a hospital it's a camp yes. and it's a kind of thing nightingale hospital yeah. kind of thing uh, and it's very i mean obviously I mean, there are it's not a direct parallel but i think it's very interesting 
watching all of that stuff from the perspective of being in the middle of this global pandemic. It's, it's is, resonant. It's is very interesting. It's resonant yeah. because it also underlines how we've been dealing with this type of outbreak since the beginning of time, mm. right? And people have dealt with it yeah. and it will be over, you know, and in the meantime, you, it comes and it turns societies upside down very, very quickly, like we see in the film. Uh, and like we're seeing, yeah, you yeah. know, in our own uh, uh, lives. Um, so what do you think are the uh, most resonant themes in the film? What's it about, <laughs> Charlie? What is it about? <laughs> <laughs> is it about? I, I, you know, I, I kind of think the, uh, the center really, it's about this woman's struggle, basically, for... I think for her life and for independence and what's important in her life. And, and, you know, it's kind of, she's got all these, there's actually yeah, multiple men that she has the potential to have relationships yes. with. There's, you know, there's her son, there's her, there's, there's, there's Mosen, there's her husband, there's Shaheen, there's the cinema owner, there's, uh, there's the local teacher. Mm. Um, and in the end, it's kind of just her and she walks off into a new tomorrow. And I think that's, the, you know, that feels to me to be the, the message. And I, and I guess this is partly because this is a, you know, it's a star vehicle for the leader, really, isn't it? Let's face it. And, and, and it's kind of. But it's interesting because I also think it's in keeping with Shaheen's other themes about being his films are always with the downtrodden, with the outcasts, with the marginals. Mm. Right. And this is an example of that. So in that sense, it's also a feminist film. Right. Because mm. uh, uh, Dalida's struggles are not just struggles with men. In fact, she likes all of them and she's good to all of them. Her struggle is really one with patriarchy that won't let her be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, mm. And so, yeah. you know, yeah. I think in that sense, it's a very uh, feminist uh, film. Um, yeah. So um, are there recurring kind of images, tropes, uh, filming style that uh, you recognize from his other films as we begin to make a case? Yeah, I think there, there, there was quite a few scenes I noticed where you have things uh, you know things going on inside a building, but the, the there's a lot of action going on outside, film from yes. inside. That's which is quite a common thing yes. for him. Uh, as I said, the, the, uh, these resonances between this film and Alexandria Y, I just found 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 fascinating in terms of the stylization, um, the, the the musical numbers. I, I, I think yeah, you, you could. It, it did. It really felt kind of a, a bit unlike. I mean, obviously, we haven't unfortunately watched these films in order, but of of this run of films from Alexandria Y onwards, Adia Bonaparte is a little bit of an outlier because actually, the stylistically, this is very this is very very similar to Egyptian Story, Alexandria Y, and Alexandria Again and Forever. I mean, the, the, these films just kind of to me fit in a sequence of films. Adia Bonaparte feels slightly different. On the other hand, you know, when I think of the Blu-ray of Adieu Bonaparte, which the color was so glorious and luminous mm. and so on. It makes me so sad to see something like The Sixth Day because, you know, you're not being given the opportunity of seeing Shaheen at his best, you know, like the colors. Yeah, and it's, you know, in that film. Again, as, as we always as we always seem to say, it's a real shame this one's not on Netflix because it's, you know, because it, it's great. But then but also, as we said, I think last time, the Netflix selection is actually a really good overview of his career. And adding this film to that mix would be, you know, okay, a fourth film along these lines, yeah. you know, the, to the ones that are, that are on there. Yeah. So. Um, 
I think in terms of his mise-en-scene, I saw it as being more uh, adventurous uh, and interesting than ever. Mm. You know, there were shots shot through a corridor with Mohyeddin in the foreground uh, and Dalida in the very background, which is she's framed by the mm. corridor, right? But the corridor seems to open on the wide lens. And she's looking towards the horizon, so you just see her profile. And you think, this is amazing, right? And Mohyeddin, you know, it's the feet yeah. that are closest, right, to the screen. So they look enormous, right? You know, it, it, I mean, they are kind of really striking and original kind of compositions, mm. yeah? Uh, and I think he takes a lot more chances in framing things that yeah. way than I've seen him yeah. do in the past. Yeah, where it's more classic in the past. This... Sometimes it's so striking that it, it borders on the expressionist, really, you know. Mm. Uh, and, and in simple things. So sometimes there's just a two shot of, you know, the sellers in the market, you know, and you have one woman, you know, getting change foregrounded in the camera, so close to the camera that her face is distorted, you know, and then the guy she's talking mm. to just like, you know, six inches back, but, not, but he seems like, you know, not distorted and looking at, in the opposite direction. I mean, they're really striking and, and original kind of yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. ways of showing you kind of people and situations. And it's always dynamic. You know, it's always kind of part of an action. There's always kind of things going on, you know. So in that sense, yeah, it's kind of a lesson in filmmaking, really. It's just that for me, it doesn't really quite add up, yeah. That, you know, I, <laughs> I think, you know, so for example, part of the theme and part of the plot is that Mohyeddin becomes desperately in love with uh, Dalida, who is 20 years older, right? And actually, you just don't feel it. Did you? I, it, no, it, it didn't quite work. Um, maybe Mohyeddin didn't really fancy people who were 20 years older than him, just no, no, <laughs> not thinking of anyone in particular there. Um, but yeah, it, it sort of came a bit out of nowhere, that obsession he gets. Um, but so yeah, the, yeah, it feels like it should be this great love story, and it doesn't quite work. Yeah. I, I wonder whether I mean, because because when I was watching it, I, obviously I, I, because I wasn't aware of the leader, and I now am, and I've, I've, I'm very fascinated. I'm going to listen to more of her music. Um, I, I wasn't really aware of this, but effectively, you're working with you know, you have a film with a a cast of a cast who are not internationally known, apart from the main character who is essentially a global mm. superstar. Um, and you kind of wonder, does that sort of unbalance things a little bit in terms of how people are reacting to her on set? You know, how 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 the other cast are relating to her. I I I, I, I think there's know. also something about singers and cabaret performers. Um, mm. You know, and and I mean, Dalida began as a nightclub singer, and you know, so <clears throat> I don't know how to describe it, but. I don't know. I suppose if you can think of somebody like Liza Minnelli or something, right? You know, that whose yeah. most of her career has been live performing or Broadway. There's something that's quite a little bit phony and a little bit distant about it. There's a, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas the whole thing about being on yeah. film is yeah. being alive and spontaneous and reading your soul through your eyes. Whereas actually, about you know, because it in live performing, it's always a presentation of a of someone, right? Because it's a bit like when she when yeah you know, when she has that line I you know, I'm 43 but I but with the 
aware of time i'm 86 it's sort of that's a little bit like that's the character speaking but also that's the leader speaking and it's kind of a little bit it, it's a little bit knowing you know it's kind of and there is a, i mean i loved it but yeah and i love dalida in it but you know if you think of somebody like simon signore right or i don't know betty davis even or you know kind of you always feel there's a person there's a spark right or or garbo you yeah. know even when she's trembling yeah you know you <laughs> and it's very stylized you still feel that it's kind of like an aliveness a person whereas you know there is something yeah. a bit shieldy about yeah dalida's presentation the, the yeah the 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 other thing and i, I was trying to uh, you and you 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 confirmed i was i was wrong but i i was wondering i, I couldn't remember does dalida actually sing she, and does. she does do one song but but only brief only i think yeah. quite briefly and two songs you know so essentially it's a musical she sings yeah, twice starring dalida she doesn't Oh, does she? Okay, but she doesn't. No, sing a lot. she sings like two and lines it, each time, practically. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like they're deliberately holding that back, yeah. um, and it, that that's a little odd, and almost, and it obviously it's deliberate. And it reminded me a little bit in terms of casting of uh, Pasolini's Medea with Maria, Maria, Maria yeah. Callas, Maria Callas, where you kind of cast a, you know, cast this kind of iconic opera singer, but she doesn't sing. You know, she, she's no, just acting. But, but she, she's Maria kind of, Callas in that film is alive you know oh yeah electric, yeah she's amazing you know she's amazing um whereas i mean dalida is always a pleasure to look at but it's almost as if there's always something hidden yeah or unknowable or yeah that there's a performance well, i mean and um, well let's 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 face it when you read when you know about what her life was how she was in life then clearly that was the case right <laughs> you know um there, there was a the, you know the, the bbc sounds thing i was listening to they they you know they interviewed petula clark who obviously knew her really really well for mm. years and, and and it was like yes well and, you know we knew she was depressive mm. but we didn't know this we didn't know that um and um you know it, it clear, clearly it's someone who was you know accustomed to keeping herself mm. masked yeah. i guess yeah yeah um, keeping herself together yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, but I wouldn't read. I mean, th I think things I wouldn't read too much into into that because it's sort of you don't when you're watching. I, I certainly wasn't aware of that history while watching the film, and 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 you don't. And you know, clearly there were a lot of other difficult situations in her life that led to what she did. You know, so I, I, it's not that this is the, you know, this is the film that drove her over the edge. It clearly wasn't, um, but I think it it, it does add add a resonance to the film i guess that this is may have been one of the last things she did professionally let me pick another point with uh mohsen mohyadin's performance you know because the film is dedicated to gene kelly and actually very movingly so mm. you know kind of it's, it says something like dedicated uh to gene kelly who filled our youth with joy or something like that right um mm. and and of course you can understand why right and so you know, the film tries to reproduce not individual numbers, though it does reference Singing in the Rain and the pirate uh, number in the pirate. Um, mm. But, you know, it tries to kind of evoke that joy that uh, 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 Gene Kelly uh, created for yeah. us. You know, but I was thinking, well, you know, part of the reason why Gene Kelly was so joyful is he was joyful in movement, in motion, right? And in that dazzling mm. smile of his, right? 
It was, you know, because of how he did those backflips and, you know, the posture of his body and his stance and his muscles and so on when he came down the pirate ship in the pirate. I mean, that's what made it so joyful, right? Because it was precision. And so the reason why we all love Gene Kelly so much is because what he does is amazing, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, the way he moves, his backflips, his athleticism, you know, his body, right? Just the, the pure visual pleasure of watching his body, you know, those muscles, those buttocks, right? You know, and kind of, you know, that, that beautiful stance that he has, right? Now, that's why Gene Kelly is joyful, as well as his smile and so on. When you don't have that precision of movement or, you know, that huge athletic ability, that, you know, incredible skill in dancing, then actually those pleasures are not conveyed. Mm. You know, you just see like, you know, somebody with a bit of rhythm prancing around the stage, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so, so whilst I appreciate the gesture, the homage, it doesn't convey joy mm. in that way. But right? it's interesting, and it's just occurred to me in terms of billing, that this is the second film in a row, this and Adieu Bonaparte, where when you look at the poster, it's basically you know, title of film, big French star, Moses Mahedin, equal billing, is, is the way Shaheen is billing these films. So mm. it was, you know, Delida and Moses Mahedin, it was Michel Piccoli and Moses Mahedin was the billing on, on Adieu Bonaparte. Mm. And that's that's kind of interesting about, and then when you put that in context of Alexandria again and forever, it's, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, we don't know what happened, but it's, it's interesting. I mean, I think, yeah, I think he is good but he's probably not good enough to be well when you certainly when you compare him to the rest of the egyptian cast in these films if you were the rest of the egyptian cast in these films would you think that he should be like the name on the poster with equal stature as the international actually star? i do i do in alexandria now and forever i mean you know he was a million times better than patrice chero uh, oh, and in yeah. alexandria yeah. why I think he's wonderful. There's something about this film. So actually, I think he has been wonderful. You know, and I, I think I mentioned in the last podcast how much I love him and mm. how alive mm. he is in Adieu Bonaparte. But he's not in yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know, so now I don't know whether that's the direction or whether it's not wanting to follow. Yeah, and it, yeah, it, may, it may be this is the source of the... Because yeah, clearly, though, yeah. Well, we assume there must have been some... Well, okay. Was there a disagreement? Well, okay. They worked really closely together for four films, and then they never worked together again, and Shaheen made a film which basically <laughs> slagged him off. Um, so they, there must have been <laughs> some disagreement. And, you know, whether that was anything to do with any kind of personal relationship, that yeah. one of them was more interested than the other, or whether it was just a professional relationship, I mean, we were, I, I, what we, if, if we could understand the language, we could. I'm sure you could find you know, the Egyptian equivalent of um, National Enquirer or whatever will tell you what was going on. But but we don't we we, 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 we don't know that. Um, yeah, obviously, he then went on to direct this film himself, including the cast of which included a couple of people who were in this film. Um, right. IMDb doesn't really show him doing a lot more. But then who knows, because IMDb mm. is probably not that accurate about Arabic cinema of the of the 90s and, 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 and 2000s. So so who knows? As far as we can gather, you know, he 
he was married. He made a film with his wife. I'm sure they, you know, they, you know, who knows what they're up to these days. I don't know. But. Yeah, we'll have to look it up. I mean, for all we know, he's the biggest star in Egypt at this moment. <laughs> quite possibly. Quite possibly. We don't yeah. know. <laughs> what we do know, however, there are two basic monographs in English on Shaheen. Uh-huh. Uh, they have almost nothing on this film. Uh, and one of them, I think it's the Fawaldi, I think it's his name, <coughs> the Fawaldi book, is entirely wrong, like really embarrassingly wrong. It gets the plot of the film wrong, mm. and then it misspells Dalida's name, which you think, so, how could you? I, I wonder whether that's, whether they're using, whether the plot they give is the plot of the novel, maybe? Perhaps, or you know, they, they, just, they just, just haven't seen the film. Well, no, like, they haven't which, seen the film and they're quoting the plot from the novel, maybe, yeah, I don't know. perhaps. I mean, I, think, I do think it's better not to say what you don't know than to make yeah. something up. So I hope, you know, he wasn't making something up. I hope it came, up, it came from somewhere. Um, <laughs> you know, but... And, and it's a reminder that however difficult the Shaheen films are to find now, 20 years ago they were impossible. Well, right. absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, kind of uh, thank heaven for small uh, mercy. Abs absolutely. Yeah, we can, you can find most of them. I mean, yeah, as I said before, nearly all the films are available online. Um, it's just that most of them don't have subtitles, but I'm, I am gradually getting there. <laughs> <laughs> You're a crack. You're a crack researcher. <laughs> all right. Um, I am so involved in Shaheen's world. So, uh, mm. you know, I think... When I talked to Richard earlier, he said how much he loved this film, you know, and I was a, a lot more um, reticent. Uh, you know, it's certainly kind of not one of my favorites. But what happens is that as soon as you embark on, you know, a career like this, you just get so wrapped up in, in the world. It's an imaginary world I, that's very distinctly Shaheen's. I'm just wondering if part of your reaction to this film, unlike me, is you were watching this film and all the time you were watching this film, you were thinking, this DVD looks shit, and this I, is how much I, I paid for it, whereas uh, I didn't pay for the DVD, so I wasn't worried about that. <laughs> well, I think, I do think, I think that's, that is partly it, but, you know, I watched it twice, and part of the reason mm. why I watched it twice is because I kept going out of the story, and, yeah, you know, yeah. losing track of it, so that's not a good sign. You know, that's not. I'd uh, say try try again with the because the, yeah we do now have access to a much better version and, and yeah. you know you you might you might find that better but but yeah it's, it's I, I, I I I think I I found yeah because obviously some of the films we're watching in really nice quality on Netflix mm. some of them we're watching on very nice DVDs and Blu-rays others we're having to scrabble around and watch you know yes. not great quality versions on YouTube with not great subtitles. And that obviously does impact on your enjoyment. Some of them, I mean, like Jamila, for instance, uh, that really transcended the, yeah, uh, the the poor quality. Of, yeah, it was a brilliant film. Poor quality version we were watching, but it's just transcended. It's a brilliant yes. film. Uh, okay. the Sparrow, this one the, did not transcend for me. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, The Sparrow was one where you know, the viewing conditions were not ideal for me. And because the film's a little difficult, it didn't. It sort of didn't work so well for me. This one, again, the viewing conditions weren't ideal, but I, but I did really enjoy the film, and I, and I hadn't paid for it. So that's. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I must say, you know, um, so two big reasons to watch the film. 
uh, and they really are major reasons, I think. One is Shaheen, and one is Dalida. I mean, you know, yeah. if you are someone who is a, a Dalida fan, this is just absolutely something you have to watch, right? Mm. Uh, so, and, and I think likewise, if you are a fan of Shaheen's films, it's a must-see, there's no question about it. Uh, I wouldn't rank it as one of his best, but his, his best is really high. Mm. Yeah. So, any last words, Richard? No, I think that's I think that's it. I think, right. uh, you know, another well done, Yusuf Shaheen, another winner is what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you very much for listening. We are the Yusuf Shaheen podcast. I'm Jose. I'm Richard. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bishwish ni mitil